Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad that you've joined us online here at Bridgewater Church. And what an exciting day that you've chosen to be with us because we're in week three of our series simply titled Elijah. This is going to be a day when we are challenged, maybe in ways we haven't been challenged in a long time, because we have the opportunity to talk about one of the greatest miracles God ever performed through his prophet. And I wanted to just narrow this down. I wanted to get this entire miracle uh, succinctly stated. And this is where we're headed today. Go and be bold. Now, come on, you can say it with me at home. Go and be bold. It's, it's a long story. I'm going to tell you, we're going to cover a lot of scripture today. But it all comes down to these four words, go and be bold. I was doing a little bit of digging and I discovered that there are seven things really bold people do. Let's just assess if you're a bold leader. Bold leaders own their flaws and their strengths. Bold leaders are self-aware. They're not careless. In fact, that's what makes them so courageous. Bold leaders keep clear priorities. They know what they need to accomplish and they refuse to be distracted. Here's the third thing. Bold leaders speak up. These are the people that say what needs to be said and realize that silence can lead to inaction and failure. Number four, bold leaders pair action with knowledge. Effective leaders are relevant, not rash. Such people plan for success. But don't let number five escape you. Bold leaders accept the value of failure. They may be planning for success, but bold leaders know they will fail. Everyone fails. But a bold leader makes room for their failure, and they harness the energy from that failure to open new doors of opportunity. Number six, bold leaders make the most of small wins. Bold leaders know that no opportunity is perfect. These people begin with a win in mind, and they realize those wins all come in small portions, and it adds confidence to their future victories. Last, bold leaders build momentum. Daring leaders don't coast. They vision for the future, add energy to others, and activate followers as they cultivate relationships, and they build on the buzz. They know that greater things are ahead of them. I was reading this and I thought, you know what? That's Elijah. All seven of those traits and characteristics of a bold leader, this is who Elijah has become. But don't forget, he is just a human like you and I. And today, 
Elijah's going to teach us three epiphanies. Now, that's not a word I use very often. How about you? I thought maybe it would be good to show us what the definition is. An epiphany is a usually hidden manifestation or perception of the essential nature or meaning of something. An illuminating discovery, realization, or disclosure. Do you want to be bold? Are you willing to go and be bold for God, even if it's not your nature? I know, you might be thinking, Pastor, I'm the person that just kind of hangs in the background. That's okay. Regardless of your temperament or personality, every one of us need to go and be bold for God. And that's why these three epiphanies that come out of this story are demonstrated by Elijah. And we can follow in his footsteps. So let's get started. 1 Kings 18, 16 through 21. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him. And Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you're tr you troubler of Israel? I've not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your family, uh, you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the prophets said nothing. Here's our first epiphany. If we're going to go and be bold, realize you're standing somewhere, know where you stand. Does that make sense to you? You have an opinion. You, you have a mindset. Your life means something, but what is it really all about? You see, we're all standing somewhere, but we need to know where we're standing. And that's what I love about how this story kicks off. Obadiah, another prophet, comes to find Elijah. Elijah then goes and meets Ahab. Here's Ahab's first thoughts. You are a troublemaker. Is that what people think when they see you or me? You're a troublemaker. Elijah says, I'm no troublemaker. You're the one. You and your family, your evil wife and your children, you're, you're the ones who have made trouble for God's people. And that's why Elijah decides to tell Ahab, go call everybody. Pass the word. Put it out on Facebook. And then get everybody to Mount Carmel because it's time for a showdown. Ahab agrees. And here's why Mount Carmel is so important. Mount Carmel was a stronghold for Baal worship. And he says, go get the 450 prophets of Baal. Now, there's something that we see, and this is really the only time we see it, but there's also more than 400 prophets who sit at Jezebel's personal table for Asherah. 
Elijah says, get everybody here. But then he looks at the children of Israel. And this is something that I think is really incredible. When all of the people do gather, Elijah doesn't address Ahab. He doesn't address the prophets of Baal. What does Elijah do? He addresses the people who should be for God. And look at what he says. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. You know what it reminds me of? Joshua. Joshua's challenge in chapter 24, verse 15 of the book, bearing his name, Joshua said this before he died, to the children of Israel, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Listen, you're standing somewhere. Do you know where you stand? You're standing for God or you're not. You have faith in God and you know that he's real or you don't. Now, I don't want to water down your journey. If you're seeking God, keep seeking, keep looking. That's what it's all about. But don't ever underestimate that even when you say nothing, you're saying something with your life. And here's our struggle. Wow, how true it is for us today in this world. Too many pe- people are sitting on the fence. Too many people want to believe in God, but they don't want to have a commitment to God. They, they want to uh, say there is a God, but with their uh, certain group of friends, they go, well, maybe there's not a God. I'm all for the search. But at some point, you won't find God until you stand in his presence by faith. Well, that's why Joshua had given the challenge. Joshua said years and years before Elijah, you're going to be tempted by false gods. Decide who you will serve. Here's Elijah, trekking on the heels of Joshua. Here we are on the heels of Elijah. Decide what you will believe because we need people who even though they are imperfect humans know that there is a perfect God to serve. A.W. Tozer, love reading Tozer. He once said where Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I hope and pray to God that I will have the courage to stand up for the real Jesus of the New Testament, regardless of whom I offend. I'm not asking you to intentionally offend people today, but I am asking you, stop being so offended by everyone who's pushing false opinions and beliefs. You're standing somewhere know where you stand. That's our first epiphany. But it leads to our second. 1 Kings 18, 22 through 29. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I'll prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. 
then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull, given them, and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response, no one answered, and they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. <laughs> I love this. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response, no one answered, and no one paid attention. Here's the second epiphany. There's a real difference between a fanatic and a fan. Isn't this an incredible event? Is your mind as full as mine is? I'm so imaginative. And I'm seeing this in my mind. Are you? Are you picturing this? Let me help you. Elijah looks at the prophets of Baal and he says, you can go first, but no cheating. You can't send one of your 450 over and light the fire. No, 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 you've you got to be real about this. You've got to call on your God. You've got to call on Baal. So they prepared it. They prepared the sacrifice. They prepared the bull. And then, can you imagine this? I wonder if they tag team. Is this what they did, 450? Did they tag team, hit a hand, and say, the first hundred is up, then the next? I mean, how did they do it? Was it all 450 prophets of Baal at once? These false prophets doing their own thing? They were fanatical from morning till noon. And you know what? Nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. And so... What does Elijah do? Oh, come on. Get this in your mind. He begins to taunt them a little bit. He teases. He says, hey, he says, why don't you shout louder? Perhaps Baal is in deep thought. Perhaps he's too busy to respond. Maybe he's out traveling and just not uh, aware. He, maybe he needs a nap. And I love 1 Kings 18.27 written, in the contemporary English version. Can I read it? At noon, Elijah began making fun of them. Pray louder, he said. Baal must be a god. Maybe he's daydreaming or using the toilet or traveling somewhere. Maybe he's asleep and you have to wake him up. Please don't be too hard on Elijah. Please don't. Here's why. Elijah taunts them for this reason. Baal was a, a, a god with human-like characteristics. That's how they talked about Baal. So it makes perfect sense that Baal, who has human characteristics, 
but treats humans as puppets on a string. It makes perfect sense that Elijah would tease and taunt and say, you're the ones that keep saying that Baal is real. You're the ones that have led an entire nation astray. You're the ones that talk about how present and human this false God is. So why hasn't he shown up yet when 450 of you are fanatical, screaming, yelling, and dancing around. Our second epiphany is essential. There's a real difference between a fanatic and a fan. Kyle Eidelman became a young pastor of a church that had grown to thousands. He makes a comment that I've wrestled with off and on. He said, as I studied scripture, I realized that oftentimes when the crowds were the largest that Jesus was preaching to, by the time he was done talking, many of the people that heard him speak truth walked away. Wow. The problem today often in the church is that we put way too much emphasis on what the attendance numbers are. When Kyle Eidelman said this, as I sat in the sanctuary surrounded by thousands of empty seats, here's what became clear to me. It wasn't the size of the crowd that Jesus cared about, it was their commitment. There's a real difference between a fanatic and a fan. You know what fanatics are? Fanatics are people who just believe in God with no commitment. Sometimes they dance and yell and scream, and sometimes they just hop from place to place to place. But a fan understands commitment. That's exactly what Elijah is teaching us. We've got to quit thinking about whatever makes us happy and feel good. That's happening too much around us. It's especially happening to a younger generation that I care about so deeply. I realize here at BWC, I preach the Word of God because I believe in the truth of God's Word. It has a tendency to draw a dividing line. But don't forget, you're standing somewhere and you need to know where you stand because there's a real difference between a fan and a fanatic and God wants people who are committed to him. That leads to 1 Kings 18, verses 30 through 40. Elijah told everyone to gather around him while he repaired the Lord's altar. Then he used 12 stones to build an altar in honor of the Lord. Each stone stood for one of the uh, tribes. I was going to say 12. I jumped ahead, didn't I? Folks, each stone stood for one of the tribes of Israel. Don't forget there were 12. Which was the name the Lord had given to their ancestor, Jacob. Elijah dug a ditch around the altar, large enough to hold about 13 quarts. He placed the wood on the altar. Then they cut the bull into pieces and laid the meat on the wood. He told the people, Fill four large jars with water and pour it over the meat and wood. After they did this, he told them to do it two more times. 
Then they did exactly as he said until finally the water ran down the altar and filled the ditch. When it was time for the evening sacrifice, Elijah prayed, Our Lord, you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Now prove that you are the God of this nation and that I, your servant, have done this at your command. Please answer me so that these people will know that you are the Lord God and that you will turn their hearts back to you. The Lord immediately sent fire and it burned up the sacrifice, the wood and the stones. It scorched the ground everywhere around the altar and dried up every drop of water in the ditch. When the crowd saw what had happened, they all bowed down and shouted, The Lord is God. The Lord is God. Just then Elijah said, Grab the prophets of Baal. Don't let any of them get away. So the people captured the prophets and took them to Kishon River, where Elijah killed every one of them. The third epiphany is something that we need today more than ever. God will always be God regardless of public opinion. Can I say it again? God will always be God regardless of public opinion. Elijah knew it was now or never. Elijah called the people of God to the altar. And and don't miss the detail. That altar that he called them to was in ruins. He didn't use the Baal altar. It was unholy. No, what he did was take an altar that had been built by God's people from years before that lay in ruins, and he rebuilt it. But before he ever prayed one word of his prayer, he had the people come around him. And they took 12 stones representing Israel. Because Elijah was reaching back into their history and reminding them that regardless of how they had acted through the years, God will always be God. No matter if they chose not to be God's people and follow false prophets, God would still be their God. And it was time to turn their hearts back. But Elijah wanted to make sure that he drove the point home. And I can hear God, can't you? I can hear God speaking to the prophet. He says, come on, let's let's dig a trench. Let's dig a trench all the way around that will hold about, uh, in some scripture it says 24 pounds of seed. I like how it's translated here, 13 quarts. Now that may not seem like a lot, but I want you to picture this. They dug it around enough to hold the water from four large jugs. It reminds me of when Jesus turned water into wine. Anybody remember that story? They took large, large vats, jars, and Jesus took the water and turned it to wine, and the host said, I've never tasted anything so good. And so it's prepared. But we're still not done. Three times Elijah soaked the sacrifice in the altar. What is it about three and Elijah? 
Do any of you remember last week, Elijah laid on the boy that was dead in Sidon? He laid on him three times. Uh, did anybody catch that he said, when he, when he talked to the people of Israel, did any of you catch that he said, this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Can we fast forward to the New Testament? How many days was Jesus laid in the tomb? Three. And does anybody recall that we serve a triune God? The God that is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Did Elijah know all of that? No. Do you know everything about your life? No. Thank God we don't know it all. I know you're thinking, but pastor, there's a couple of things that would be nice. We don't know it all. And that's why we, we have to trust him and we have to lean into God because God will always be God regardless of public opinion. They thought they had Elijah outnumbered 450 to 1. But when you stand as one in the power of God, you stand tall. And Elijah said, let it be known today that God is the God of Israel, and I am your servant who has done all this at God's command. I love this about Elijah. Listen, God will always be God, and even when people disagree with us, we have to have a servant's heart in the middle of it. We have to speak truth, but we have to speak it in love. But speak it we must. That's the struggle today. So many people are afraid that other people are criticizing us and, and, and will be outed on Facebook as something that we don't want people to think. We have got to stop living our lives out in social media. We've got to stop complaining and griping about everything that's coming out of our nation's capital. But what we've got to do is stand tall in our faith and speak truth in love just like Elijah. Elijah said, I am your servant but I'm not going to give in to the false teaching that has led an entire nation astray. And then he prays. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So that these people know that you, Lord, are God and you are turning their hearts back again. How long did the prayer last? A minute? 30 seconds? And then fire from heaven fell. I, I had to do some of the math. Think about it. Ice melts at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Chocolate melts at 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. But stone, did you hear it? The ground is scorched. All of the stones are burned up as well. It was a fire more than 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit. You know the best way you and I can relate to this? What God sent from heaven was volcanic. And not one hair from this hairy prophet's body was sinned. Here's our third epiphany. To go and be bold. Remember that God will always be God, regardless of public opinion. I was a young pastor. I was honored and I was humbled to go to the town larger 
than ours. Probably about the size of Hamilton at the time. I was asked to go to Williamsport, Pennsylvania and gather at the beginning of, of a new season for politicians and officials sworn in. And believe it or not, this young buck was asked to go and pray the prayer to open the service. I was nervous. I wore my tie and my jacket and I prayed. Didn't last long. But a few days later, I received a letter in the mail from an attorney with a scathing rebuke of my prayer. He said, how could you even dare to pray your prayer in the name of Jesus Christ? We don't all believe what you believe. I wrote him back with love, but with boldness. And I said, I truly am sorry that my prayer offended, but I have to be and I always will be true to my God and my Savior. After all, isn't that why they invited us all there? Isn't that why I had been asked to pray? I don't know what ultimately happened to that attorney. I'm not saying that what I wrote back swayed him in any way or how even God would have used it. But I know that we, like Elijah, need to stand boldly in our faith now more than ever before. Because you know why? When someone is bold, people will hear the word of God just like they did in Elijah's day. And do you... Do you remember what it said in Scripture, the, the Scripture we just read? All the people bowed down. All the people realized that God was God. And I know it seems harsh that they took all the prophets of Baal and they went and killed them, but in that day and in that time, they had to eradicate the false leaders that had led them astray. We would never think about doing that today, but what we should be thinking about is this. God will always be God regardless of public opinion. You're standing somewhere. Do you know where you're stand, standing? Are you really willing to be all in? A fan committed to God? And are you willing to be the person that God is asking you to be? Because here's why. Other people need to know what you believe because people will follow bold leaders even when those bold leaders are not speaking the truth but how much more important it is in our world today on this memorial day weekend that we speak the truth of god in love god's asking us to go and be bold I thought this morning the best way for us to end would be to pray together. So would you stand to your feet right where you are? And I want you to have an attitude of reverence as we pray today. And I, and I would please love for you to, to pray this prayer with me. Don't let me just pray it. 
but you'll see it there, and I, I want you to pray it with me and ask God to help us go and be bold. Let's go to God together. God, our Father, you alone are worthy of our praise. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and your Savior, we are promised that you will comfort those who mourn and bless those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. People throughout our country are hurting. The division among Americans is greater, while our commitment to God has become less and less. Forgive us, O God, we pray. Send your righteous rain down upon us as you did in the days of Elijah. May our hearts turn back to you as a nation. And may the process of restoration begin one believer at a time, starting in this place today. Regardless of the poor choices we can all make and the sins that we can all commit, God, we are your people. This nation was founded on God's word and your truth. Heavenly Father, please help us in our struggles to place all of our faith in you, even when we are not sure of you. Oh God, may we not rely on our feelings or our opinions, but may we seek your wisdom through prayer. May we see the day when the gospel fully transforms our lives and our nation. Move mountains that have yet to be moved. Change minds that are closed and mend hearts that are broken. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. This is our prayer today, O oh God. May we constantly fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. It is in his great name we pray. Amen. Okay, friends, let's go and be bold. Let's decide to light the world on fire for Jesus. And let's not hesitate to stand for what we know to be true. I love you so much, and until I see you again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below, and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners, and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast, and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.